everybody. How's it going? My name is Claire Bartlett and you're watching and listening to me and my racket. And today on the show we have Tracy Austin. Tracy, how are you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Great. Well, I'm going to read a quick bio um, for our listeners and viewers. So everybody, Tracy Austin is the Director of Communication and External Relations for Atlanta Tennis Group. She played tennis at Howard University on a four-year athletic scholarship and has a bachelor's degree in health services and an MBA from Howard as well. She has had many jobs in marketing and communications and continues to play in Alta Leagues. And she's also an official tennis advocate with the 2021 USTA Tennis Champion Program. Her full bio is available in the YouTube description. And Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, how, how are you doing? How, how are things going in your world? Well, things are going um, great thanks to tennis. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready for this COVID-19 situation to uh, be over. The surge is really a stressor, but, you know, um, thankfully our sport has survived, you know, the ages of the quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. So I never really stopped playing. So it's been an opportunity to kind of, for me and my family to thankfully have something that we could do um, instead of just quarantining in the house. And um, yeah, so um, tennis has, keep, has kept me sane. Um, but outside of that, everything's going really, really well. Yeah. Well, great to hear. Well, um, I wanted to dive into a bit of your tennis story. So if you can talk about, you know, how you got started and, um, you know, your playing experience and kind of where you are now. So long story, so I'll abbreviate it. <laughs> I've been playing tennis since the age of three. Um, and it started when I got a little impatient as a little girl watching my sister during her tennis lesson. I just grabbed the racket and jumped in to the, uh, to the lesson. And my uh, father, who was giving the lesson, um, recognized that I had a little bit of talent. And then from that point forward, I either had my own uh, private lesson from my dad or, um, you know, I dual lesson with my sister. Um, and then from there, I just um, kept progressing. Um, played my first tournament at the age of seven. Had a USTA membership at the age of seven. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, started playing com yeah, uh, competitively throughout the, in my entire junior uh, career. Ended up going to college on a four-year college scholarship. And then after college, I kind of hit the wall. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I want to play this ever again. I was so tired. Um, so I really hit the wall and, and then literally threw my rackets in the garbage. Um, I did not want to play anymore. But then I came to this wonderful city of Atlanta um, and I realized, you could actually play tennis and just have fun? Oh, wow. You know? So I, I yeah. actually um, joined an ALTA team, and then I joined the USTA Atlanta team and did some flex leagues, and then I was I'm totally on overload, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to slow down a little bit. <laughs> it's like, like a full-time job. Um, but so I right now I play um, on, on two ALTA teams, one mixed mm -hmm. um, doubles team and one women's team. And... Um, been on those teams for about five to six years really enjoy it um recently um began the atlanta tennis social club which mm -hmm. is um my current big initiative and i'm excited about that it's going really well um mm -hmm. so here we are yeah yeah well so what is your like mission and what are your goals and you know what's kind of up next for you all for atlanta tennis social club yeah for atlanta tennis I don't, I don't mean to be um you know, boring, but I, I really would like to, to read to you the mission and then just kind of break it down to you a little bit. Yeah, of course. Because it, 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 there was a lot of thought put into it. And mm -hmm. um, 
and, and each part of it has a meaning, but Atlanta Tennis Social Club promotes community-oriented tennis. Um, tennis with our club is grassroots and accessible. So one of the reasons why that's so important to me, because that's how I truly got involved in the sport. Um, and I know, um, you know, without uh, there being a local court where I could just go to with no, with, um, no barriers, you know, no, no um, payments necessary, and um, hit with my father or with a friend, you know, when I got to a certain point that um, was my age, while we were teenagers, we just looked up to the courts and played ourselves. Um, just making tennis accessible was um, very important to my development. Um, and the community-oriented aspect of it is really I grew up um, with uh, my, the best coaching I got were through NJTLs. Wow. Um, <laughs> local NJTLs in New York. Um, I also was uh, had the opportunity to play for a um, team that played that trained out of the U.S. Tennis Center. For it, um, it was a for-profit, non-profit partnership, um, the Reebok Tennis Team, and I um, played on that team for three or four years, maybe four. Um, yeah. You know, the beautiful. I came from a middle-class family. Um, I've never been able to access that level of coaching um, from former pros um, that were on the pro tour as well as USPTR certified pros, um, if I had not been involved in that program. Um, the only thing I had to show up with was my rackets, gear, sneakers, everything was free. Um, and quite frankly, I could have never progressed, I could have never gone to college um, on a full scholarship had I not been involved in these programs. So I'm mm -hmm. you know, excited about the opportunity of starting something that not only introduces a, um, a sport that can extend people's lifetime um 9.7 years they say right, right. <laughs> also another part of our, our mission statement which we um, say that atsc emphasizes the social emotional and physical benefits of the sport mm -hmm. which are vast as you know right so, um, you know and and beyond those benefits it just you know just generally speaking it just it creates a happier person and lifestyle yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. so that's what we're looking to deliver, particularly to diverse populations and communities, communities of color, um, all throughout Georgia. Um, and now with the big DNI push, you know, we really want to be a part of that process, mm -hmm. um, particularly because myself and others who are involved live that. Um, and right. want to share that with others. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, like you're saying, you know, with those benefits, it's like when you're a happier person, then you want to give back to your community and you want to help others, and it just becomes, you know, a thing that's much bigger than just you, you know. Right. So, yeah. Well, great. Well, and so you're all you're also a um, private tennis instructor, and you said on your bio that you've had the opportunity to teach some celebrities and public figures, and I was just wondering if you had, you know, any memorable moments you'd like to share or anything um, from from that part of your life. Sure. Um, well, nothing specific. I don't want to name names, but right. one <laughs> across the board, mm -hmm. um, for particularly for former athletes in other sports, mm -hmm. is um, first before they even get started, the fear of getting involved in the sport that's so technical <laughs> that they know initially that they have to get into and not be good at when they were when they were the best what they did before, right? Yeah. So getting them over that hump is something that I'm good at, you know, letting them know that, hey, this is just for fun, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
also I find I find that people who played um, sports at a higher level that involved things that were similar, like good hand-eye coordination or good footwork, uh, can typically um, adopt this sport a little bit more quickly than mm. others. Um, but it's interesting to watch the frustration um, of these, you know, top-level athletes in other sports that want to say, "Hey, you know." My knees and other things are not really allowing me to play these, <laughs> these sports I played in the past, but I do want to, you know, get to the go to the club and hit some balls, but not look crazy before I get there. Can you help me? Um, and it's and it's a little awkward for them at first, but uh, it's pretty, that's a pretty consistent factor that I find. Um, but I get them over the hump. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, fun. <laughs> well, and I guess you've touched on it a little bit, but like what motivates you to do what you do and, and keep doing what you're doing? Well, it's truly uh, what we spoke about before in terms of the social and emotional benefits of the sport mm -hmm. on all sides, right? Being able to participate for me, um, you know, being able to share that. Um, that happiness of that tennis happiness with others yeah. um, uh, brings me joy, um, and uh, and I feel um, a true love for the sport that I you know I just no matter I'm sure you can relate you know no matter how much you try to run away from it tennis <laughs> always finds me. <laughs> you truly yeah. love it. So, right. Um, just one of those those that lifetime companion that you know mm -hmm. you can never never divorce, <laughs> yeah. no matter how bad it gets, right? Yeah. You always, the next day, you know, you're, you're okay. So um, yeah. tennis and I have, have a, a nice love story that, um, you know, I enjoy sharing. So who have been your mentors and people you've looked up to throughout your life, your tennis life? Sure. Um, so I, my truest mentor in tennis, um, and he'd probably be offended if I did not say it was my father, because um, I would not have been involved in tennis had it not been for him. Um, he introduced me to the sport. Um, he kept me um, consistent with the sport. Um, you know, he invested a lot of time, the little bit of money that we had and energy into ensuring that I was able to develop, um, you know, despite having some barriers in place. Um, so I would simply, it would truly, number one would be my father. Number two would be those uh, people that led those programs that I mentioned earlier. Um, so one of which, her name is Emily Moore. She um, runs a program on, in Roosevelt, Long Island, New York. Um, and she's currently being actually um, inducted into the, um, the Eastern um, section of the USTA Tennis Hall of Fame, which I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. Of course, she, it's yeah. all over long overdue. She has um, thousands and thousands and countless youth um, mm -hmm. mentored us, you know, through tennis, um, through life, um, and was able to, you know, just get people, not just college scholarships, but avoiding prison, avoiding teen pregnancy, avoiding drugs, you know, avoiding whatever the, the, the risk factors that were involved in just hanging out on the street corner and not, you know, being in, in, in something productive. She right. saved lives. Um, right. So she's one of them, um, for sure. 
-hmm. I would say another individual is Bill Briggs. He ran a program out of um, Queens, New York that I participated in. Mm -hmm. uh, similar story, thousands and thousands of youth. Um, and lastly, um, the honorable um, late David Dinkins. So mm -hmm. David Dinkins was um, the the first black mayor of New York, um, but also a big tennis player. <laughs> I, I, found, yeah. Yeah, I found out that late um, that he actually, so he's a, I went to Howard University, he's a Howard mm -hmm. alum, but I didn't know that he actually played like myself for Howard University tennis team. Oh yeah. Which I, that was shared with me through Mayor Andrew, um, Andy Young, um, Atlanta, the former mayor of Atlanta, who the two of them were roommates at Howard. Funny. So, um, yeah, but it was just so ironic. As I, I had no idea, but um, David Dinkins was um, a big um, proponent of community-oriented tennis in New York when he was mayor. Um, and it really makes a difference when um, leadership um, is involved in uh, in sport and particularly making sport accessible to youth. Um, and he made sure that anybody who wanted to participate in the sport of tennis, you could. Um, yeah. So there were lots of programs, lots of tournaments. Um, he ended up giving me a scholarship because um, I, I, he had a tournament, a couple, a tournament series, and I ended up coming out on top. Um, so I got a scholarship to, you know, at the, at the time it was Nick Boletari's Tennis Academy, now it's IMG. Um, yeah. And that was one of the, you know, I would have never had that experience otherwise. <laughs> I would not have gone to that camp. So he, yeah. uh, opened my eyes to a whole nother level of tennis that um, was really appreciated, but more so I was able to see um, the importance of, you know, people at that level supporting um, recreation, extracurricular activity and tennis mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. um, for our kids. Yeah. Great, great. You like to do outside of tennis and, um, you know, any interests or hobbies? Outside of tennis, I am um, pretty boring. I, you know, I love playing sports, but when I'm not playing sports, I like to just chill mm -hmm. um, and do things that are pretty laid back, pretty slow. I do do a lot of volunteering in the community. Mm -hmm. um, I volunteer with, with Trees Atlanta. I volunteer with a few other local nonprofits, um, but typically, I stay low key and don't exert too much energy when I'm not doing my, my sports stuff. The only thing that I have um, done that, that I really, really like um, that I exert a lot of energy with is coaching youth sports. So I've coached um, youth soccer mm -hmm. um, as well as youth basketball. Okay. And that's always fun. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, at this point in the interview, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. So just a few quick ones. So if you could have dinner with one to three people dead or alive, who would it be? So I think I still stand a chance with those who are alive. So I think all okay. of them would be <laughs> those who are no longer living. Um, mm -hmm. So and they would be really be two would be family members. Um, mm -hmm. My great great grandfather um, was the postmaster general in um, on the island of Jamaica. Um, and I would love to um, meet him and talk to him. And then my great-grandfather, his son, was a uh, British general in the Boer War in South Africa. And then when he came back to Jamaica, he um, married my great-grandmother and migrated to New York. Um, and I would have loved to sit down with the two of them together. And then um, lastly, so predictable, you know, who wouldn't want to have dinner with 
late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I would love, love to sit down with him. Oh boy, yeah. but I still, have, I still get a chance with his children, so. <laughs> there you go. Okay, and one surprising fact about yourself? Um, when I go on vacations, my friends and my family get very upset with me because similar to what I told you earlier, I'm, I'm, I get kind of lazy. I don't, don't ask me to play tennis. And if I'm on a boat, I mean, I, I don't want to jet ski. I don't want to do anything that requires any hand-eye coordination or exert any energy. I just want to lay down on the boat and just, just chill. You know, if we go skiing, I'm, I'm the one that's going to be by the fireside. You guys go out and work yourself to death and fall and, you know, hurt yourself with the hill. I'm okay with not not actually skiing. I just want to have my wine, sit by the fireside, and just have a nice little conversation. So as, as athletic and as energetic as I am when I'm not on vacation, when I'm on vacation, I don't want to do much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Play tennis. Sorry. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> All right, and last night's dinner? So I'm a weirdo there too. I eat any type of meal any time of the day. And I miss breakfast, so I had scrambled eggs and English muffin and hash browns for dinner when I came in at 10 o'clock last night. Wednesdays are my busiest days I have. It's actually Atlanta Tennis Social Club's Tennis Wednesdays. Uh -huh. um, I start off really early and they actually have a lesson and then I, I'm getting ready for our event. And I came in, I said, I miss breakfast. I'm having breakfast. <laughs> and I had breakfast for dinner. Nice. <laughs> All right, and then lastly, what are you reading, watching, or listening to right now? So right now there's a really good series on the OWN Network um, called David Makes Man. If you haven't seen it, I'm, it's, on, it's on season two. So you, I would start on season one, because you'll be a little lost. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, I would certainly recommend it. It's so good. Yeah. All right. We'll check it out. <laughs> well, you know, any last um, things you want to share? Any initiatives, projects, or any thank yous or shout outs? Yeah, just mainly Atlanta Tennis Social Club. Um, the, um, our, you know, it's an introduction to, um, to diverse communities, but for everyone. And I recommend that everybody goes to atlantatennis1.com. And, um, you know, sign up at minimum for the, um, to receive some information and the news to stay, you know, stay um, updated on our events and our activities. Um, and if you're so inclined, uh, come out for our Tennis Wednesdays. Yeah, great. Well, we'll make sure to put that link in the description so people can easily find y'all as well. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Tracy, really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a lot, lots and lots of fun. Yeah, great. Well, and thanks to our listeners and viewers. Um, if you're on YouTube, go down, like, and subscribe below. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you find your podcasts, we are there. So hope everybody has a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.